Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Nurturing You Podcast, and I'm your host, Malanya Monet. The Nurturing You Podcast is all about self-care, self-love, mindfulness, and you guessed it, all things nurturing you. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about nurturing you. Can you do me a favor? Head on over to Instagram and like our Nurturing You page. Hey y'all, it's your girl Marlene Monet, and welcome to the Nurturing You Podcast. And thank you for taking the time to listen. So let's get to the nitty gritty of this. So I started the Nurturing You Podcast because I wanted to bring awareness around self-care, self-love, mindfulness, and again, the topic of it, all things nurturing you. So I want to give a big shout out to Fourth House Studios for hosting the 21 Day Boot Camp, which pushed me to start this podcast and share it with you guys. For the last few years, I've had this idea of creating a podcast and I'm constantly sharing my voice with my friends and telling them, telling them my ideas that I have like or what activities I'm doing in self-care. And sometimes they're like, oh, I've never tried that or that's new. Like, and you need to share these things with other people because they're not aware of them. So we're here with the Nurturing You podcast. Right. And I'm excited. So. I'm a bunch of things right now, like literally uh, I've been a nervous wreck (laughs) trying to get this together. Uh, Let's see. I have went from wanting to throw my computer and my mic out the window because I was having technical difficulties. What else? Content creation, um, the dedication to make sure that I continue or have consistency with this podcast. Like it's it's a lot like. I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. I had doubts and I was talking myself out of it. Thank you to my support system that has been saying like, yo, you got this or that have been checking with me to make sure that I'm getting this shit done. Like you guys are the greatest. Okay, so a little bit about me. As you know, my name's Malinia. So check me out on Facebook or Instagram, Malinia Monet. I am a mother of three. My oldest is 21, my middle child is 17, and my youngest is 15. And you will be surprised to know that I am a grandmother to a beautiful baby girl that is two. I know, right? Grandmother, that's really weird of me saying this. Oh, yeah. Did I mention that I was 37? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do I want to say? Quick facts about me. Um, I was a teen mom. I had my son at 15. My favorite colors are pink and purple. I love to read. Music speaks to my soul. I'm a lover of love, guys. You have no idea. Like Some of the relationships that I have been in have really like crushed me, but still at the end of the day, I am excited about what is to come when love finally gets to me. And I get to explore that with my partner or my husband, significant other, like whatever term that you want to use when it comes to this. But I am a lover of love. Let's see. I was born in Boston, but I have been in Richmond since I was about five. Yeah, been in Richmond since I was about five. Um, So, yeah, moving on. I'm not going to give too much about me because I can share a lot about me within these next few episodes. So this podcast is going to be a seven week podcast and it's going to share different things about self-care and self-love. So this week we're going to start with um, what kickstarted me 
in my journey to self-care and the tips that I have created that has kept me consistent with self-care. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not the person that is always up on my self-care. Life gets the best of me just like it gets the best of everyone else. But when I am consistent with my self-care, these tips and these tools that I have that I'm going to share with you later on at the end of the podcast keeps me there. Like I'm, I'm diligent about making sure that I get it done when I get back into the groove of um, my self-care routine. <sighs> okay, so what kick-started my journey into self-care? So a few years ago, I was in a relationship with someone that I love deeply, and um, I thought that we would be together until the end of times. Unfortunately, it didn't work out this way, and I still have great care and love for this person as well, and I always want to see them be great in life. But it was a very toxic relationship, You know, when it was good, it was good. But when it was bad, it was bad. So at the end of our relationship, I didn't know myself any longer. Like, who was my lenya when I looked at her in the mirror? And I didn't see this person. I didn't see the person that I was when I came into this relationship. And I didn't see the person that I thought I had evolved to in this relationship either once it was over. So... (sighs) Gosh, like, I don't even know where to start about any of this, but like, this is, it's hard for me to even talk about it. Like, I can share it with my friends and stuff, but to publicly share this with the world is kind of seeming hard to do. But we're going to get through this, right? Y'all with me? Cool. So imagine yourself fully invested in somebody and thinking that things are going to work and then getting news that they are leaving. And in the midst of all of this, you just have lost your apartment. Your car is now gone. So you're pretty much dependent on this person for transportation as well. Um, Because you have lost your apartment, your children are living with your mother and they're not with you. So you have a business as well and you're thinking that shit is going to tank in your business because everything else in your life is falling apart. And so everything around me is falling apart. Like my relationship is damn near over or shit. It was over. My children are not with me and those are my babies and I needed them. They give me strength when I don't have it. Um, The stability that I had and the foundation that I was building for them was no longer there. So just imagine how all of that fucking feels, right? So we're here, right? I'm in the midst of this shit. So I had to swallow my pride and I had to come home and I had to ask my mom, I know you have my children, but would you be willing to allow me to come back home as well? And she did. Um, And I knew when I came back home to be with her and my children that I needed to figure out some things in life. Like I needed to get my shit together and I needed to do the work on me because how did I let things get so far off track, right? So, you know, I'm reading like self-help books and trying to understand myself as a person, like who I am now. And I believe all of this like went down. I think I was about maybe like 32 when the situation, like when I started to discover that I needed to do some healing work on myself. So I thought about the things that I enjoyed and yoga was one of the things that I enjoyed. Journaling was another thing that I enjoyed. Being out in nature and being active was another thing. So I leaned heavy into yoga and I leaned heavy into journaling. Um, Yoga helped me release a lot of the emotions that I was holding on to. So a lot of people think yoga is about holding these positions and being all flexible but yoga really is tapping into the deeper parts of yourself and allowing emotions to come up um freeing those thoughts that are seated in the 
deep parts of you. Um, those movements and positions allow you to flow into this space of feeling and understanding. Um, it brings about clarity as well. So it's not just, yeah, I'm flexible as fuck, but what am I open to releasing or what am I open to receiving while I'm holding these poses? It's a lot of breath work and bringing in breath also frees your thoughts. So being one with the mind and the body is a part of what yoga is. So if you can kind of move past just holding these positions and really tapping into your mind and your body, you can receive answers and clarity. And that's what yoga helped me do. So key, another key fact about me, right? So because I was so in depth with yoga, I decided that I wanted to be a yoga teacher as well, because I wanted to share this journey with somebody else. Um, I learned through my yoga journey that I held a lot of my emotions and my lower three chakras and I wanted to help other women you know explore and release these emotions these feelings that they're holding in their lower three chakras so that was the main reason why I got into yoga because I wanted to help and give what was given to me to somebody else so yeah, yoga was it for me. I dedicated myself to going to yoga at least twice a week. And I was doing some in-home yoga as well. But I also was able to sit with myself and really process how I got into the space that I was in, which was like me not speaking up and using my voice. When things didn't sit right with me, I just allowed them to happen. And because I was in love um, and because I saw him as a leader, I thought the things that he was doing were of leadership you know until some things fell apart and it was just like yo we can't just keep going down this path you know but I hold accountability as well for myself in this because I could have spoken up I could have shared I could have presented other ideas and things like that but I didn't so you know by me not using my voice partially got us in the situation that we're in too like if I'm going to be a partner I have to be able to speak up for myself when things make me uncomfortable and not just let them happen to me so I'm not a victim at any point so I have to speak up okay so I hope that makes sense um but self-care was like my saving grace um or as what people like to say maybe like the silver lining for me like I decided to do things that felt good because I needed to understand who I was again as a person like what did my linear like to do my linear loves to read books so I started getting books that um were self-help books to help me I don't want to say reprogram my mind but I guess like yeah reprogram my mind um and to see the deeper parts of me um I also like I'm not going to say switch gears with friends, but um, I put myself in positions to be around other women that were impactful and, and encouraging. So I found groups that were on Facebook that spoke about positivity and um, that had meetup groups. I found women in the local Richmond area that I could spend time with or, you know, that had space for me to vent to them and they would give me feedback. Um, I connected with other business owners that could give me advice on how to grow my business. So I used those spaces to implement my self-care as well, like getting out and networking and being um, out and about instead of me being at home and soaking about how I felt. So let's see, what else? What else happened in my self-care journey, guys? Let me tell you, let me tell you. Um, 
just it was a lot of self-reflection during those times, like coming out of that relationship and being in a space of not knowing who I was is a lot. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> gosh, this is so new to me. I don't know what to say and I don't know what to share, but I definitely wanted to give you the story or at least the background of what got me into self-care. Um, so keynote here, I don't know if I shared this already, but I am a massage therapist. So I'm constantly giving self-care tips to my clients and giving advice. So it's not foreign to me to share things or activities that they could do. So also I want to plug my business right now. So you guys go to Serenity Richmond, check me out. I am a massage therapist. I've been massaging for about 10 years. I also am an energy worker. I love to dwell in the spaces of energy. I am an Akashic Records reader. So um, for those that don't know what that is, I am able to tap into the past, the present and the future um, and have your guides, spirits or ancestors come through and um, provide you answers. And Akashic Records also is um, considered to be the book of life. So it's the keeper of all records. And I am able to tap into that energy and provide you with what you need. So if you're looking for any of those services, again, you can check me out at Serenity Richmond or you can follow my Facebook or Instagram page at Malinia Monet. So let me get to the gushy stuff, right? So let's talk about how do you maintain your self-care or how can you incorporate self-care into your daily lives? Because that is the real um, root of why I wanted to talk about or what I wanted to talk about today. So I've created four steps that have helped me maintain my self-care when I am actively doing self-care. So, you know, I get bad guys. Like there are times where I just, you know, I need a break and I need a moment and I needed to be, I need to be to myself. So self-care isn't always an active activity, but again, being to yourself is an activity. Resting is an activity. So, um, step one is like, what do you need? And mainly this is me advising you to sit down and have a conversation with your body. A good friend of mine um, gave me this advice a few years, like every morning when I wake up to ask myself, what do I need? And sit with that question for, you know, if you can, five minutes or so and just let your body speak to you because your body is the vessel that is going to respond back. Like it's going to give you this advice. It's going to let you know if you need to stay at home or if it's going to let you know if you need to eat. It's going to let you know if you need water. Like what are you craving and needing? And when you take the time to honor that and listen to what the body is saying and move in accordance with the body or alignment with the body, you'll be doing your body or your mind, mind, body, and spirit, like justice here. Um, So the second tip that I have is to prioritize your self-care and so in order for this to happen you must make yourself a priority right so there's a list of activities that you like to do um or there's a list of activities that you have for your family um i'm pretty sure that we all keep calendars and we have things that we are committed to doing right so we need to prioritize our self-care in the same manner that we prioritize these activities as well so Make a list of all the things that you want to do and start adding them into the calendar. So like if you like to go to the float tank um, on a week that you get paid and you have the extra money, like add that in or have a self-care budget that you can pull from to do your self-care activities. But you need to put your um, self-care activities on your on your calendar as well. If you can even do five minutes a day. 
um, or 10 minutes a day, like while you're at lunch, whether that's meditating or reading a book or just sitting out in the parking within nature. Um, and if you can do something longer than that, then commit to an hour to an hour and a half doing that. So my next tip is to set boundaries. And the reason why I'm saying is set boundaries is because we have children, we have partners. And if we don't keep these boundaries in place for ourselves, when it comes to self-care, they're going to continue to step over them. Right. The same way that we have co-workers or employers that don't give a fuck about our boundaries and they overstep them. So you want to do the same thing. So my go to with my children when I'm doing self-care is if you're not bleeding or dying, you give me my time. Like that hour to that hour and a half usually is what I'm doing. So that's whether it's a massage, whether it's me going to the float tank, whether it's me doing yoga, whether it's me watching a movie that I wanted to see, um, whether it's me being out at the park. Like my phone is on Do Not Disturb. It is me definitely investing in myself at this moment. Like blood has to be pouring out. Um, somebody has to be dying in order for me to stop what I'm doing at that moment because I want to make sure that I am letting them know that this is my time. The same way like with my children, they like to have time by themselves. So I know my daughter, she's like 17 and I like her to do things with me. And sometimes she's just like, nah, ma, I don't want to go with you. Like, I want to be at home. I want to be alone while you and my sister go do this. I'm going to take my break. So for me, that's a boundary for her. She needs to be able to have her alone time to reset, to recenter and to rebalance. So I give her that. So me and my other daughter will go out and we'll hang and, you know, we'll let her relax and unwind. Because, again, their kids, they have lives that they tend to at school or whatever. So, um, yeah. And my fourth tip is committing to you. Make this a commitment. Like we commit to everything else in life. We commit to our partners. We commit to our children. And it is damn sure well that we need to commit to ourselves. Like make this and keep this promise to yourself when you're doing your self-care. Follow through with this. You know what I'm saying? Like we'll set up dates for our friends and go out to dinner, which could be considered self-care, hanging out with the girls or hanging out with the boys. Like, cause I don't know if it's going to be more female or men listening, but either way, guys commit to you, um, do what is best for you in all times when it comes to self-care. So I think I'm going to wrap it up here. And I've given you my four tips. I've told you a little bit about myself and I hope you enjoyed this session. I really didn't think I was going to be able to talk for 20 minutes, but I have gave you a whole lot of information. I enjoyed doing this. So I hope you will join me next week for episode two. Thanks for listening to the Nurturing You podcast. If you like our show and you want to know more, you can find us on all social media platforms at the Nurturing You podcast. And oh yeah, don't forget, please leave us a review and check us out next week. Remember, be true, be loving, and stop from within.